When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, a preview on what's to come for the 2022 Bolts. Stay tuned. Season 4, Episode 2 of the Bolts Broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Chase Crawshaw joining me today. Chase, how are you? So glad to have you back. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. It's good, good to be back recording from, from the cottage, enjoying a nice little weekend before our season gets rolling um, You know, with, with my team. Of course, Bolts Broadcast Season 4 has already been rolling. This is Episode 2. I had to miss Episode 1, but it's definitely good to be back. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. Had a little goodbye party for me today because... Uh, I think we've told the people, but uh, I am moving yeah. states, so had a little goodbye party with the family today, and then going to end the night off with House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones prequel, absolutely fantastic, talked about it a little bit on the Bulls broadcast last uh, episode, because it, it's just something I'm so excited about, it's back, it's back, baby. And since it's a prequel, technically, if I really wanted to, I could go, I could go watch this and it's not going to spoil anything for Game of Thrones necessarily, right? Right. And there's a lot of dragons. So that's really cool. There's 17 dragons in this series. We've only seen, I want to say two, maybe three so far. So Interesting. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for tonight because the cliffhanger of episode two was phenomenal. But anyways, on today's episode of the Bulls broadcast, going to be doing a season preview for the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then in the second half of the episode, talk about some more news around the league, including talking about the world champs for the women's hockey. Uh, But Chase, let's start with a season preview with Tampa. Uh, We're going to be doing a lot of stuff here. Little player prediction, league standing, where we're going to be sitting if we make playoffs, as well as uh, if we decide, yes, playoffs are in the future. How will we do in the playoffs? as well as a prediction for maybe a breakout player we could see this year on Tampa. I, I would like to spoil things. Um, I, I'm already going to safely say that, yes, we are going to be in a playoff position. Chase, it's too soon. We weren't supposed sorry, to go sorry, over that yet. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. That's, that's my bad. That's what the, what the heck? What the heck? <laughs> All right, well, let's go over. Uh, why don't we just start with team success? What do we expect out of these guys? You mentioned playoffs. Um, the Atlantic Division last year, we placed third, and I would say the division as a whole has very much fluctuated this offseason, except for probably Montreal. Montreal has stayed terrible, 
and I, I think they're going to continue to be terrible. But some of the teams lower started to get better, and some of the teams that made the playoffs I think got a little bit worse. So where do you think Tampa ends up here in the Atlantic? So when you look at standings last year, Florida won the division, of course, then Tampa, us, Boston. Then from there, Buffalo, Detroit, Ottawa, Montreal all missed the playoffs. And I, I would fully expect that you know, we're, we're going to see the Leafs. I would guess we're going to see the Bruins. And then the Lightning are, I think those are our three safe bets for the playoffs. And yeah, the Panthers had a great year last year. And they still are a very talented team. But when you give away a guy who set the league record for assists from a left winger, when you give away arguably the most underrated defenseman in the league, and you know, you get back a good player, but he doesn't play a necessary complimentary game to what the Barkovs and, you know, even the younger guys like the, like the Rahays, the Duclairs offer you. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's gotta be considered a downgrade and I would still fully expect them to make the playoffs, but I honestly feel like we could see uh, potential over 20 point regression for this team. I, I think they kind of exceeded their expectations a little bit, 122 points. I, I don't think that's really attainable yet again. I would have to guess that they're going to end up like if, if, if they might be able to hit hundred points, I, I, I just really don't know how much or how likely it is to get higher than that. So I would have to guess that Tampa it's going to be one of the top three. You know, Florida will probably grab that wild card spot, and I would guess Tampa would be one or two, and it'd be between them and Toronto. Yeah, I agree. I think Tampa and Toronto give me the top two teams here. Um, I don't know if I'd lock Boston in as a playoff team right off the rip because they're going to start the season with Brad Marchand and Charlie McAvoy out of the lineup. That's right. Uh, that's right. Looking up that and down hurts. on this defense, you got Hampus Lindholm, Brennan Carlo as your top two pairing, but. Then you got Connor Clifton, Derek Forbert, Connor Carrick, guys filling in. And then the goalies, not necessarily the strongest unit. So uh, I am a little bit concerned about this Boston team. They've got some older players, not really sure how it's all going to work out. And without Marshawn and McAvoy, it could be a slow start as well. Um, I think Florida regresses. I agree with you. And I think that we could see a Buffalo, Detroit, or Ottawa sneak into a wild card. So, uh it's possible. I, I I don't I I don't really want to say Buffalo is going to get there quite yet. I I'm just I'm not ready to say that. But Ottawa and Detroit, those teams are definitely going to be fighting very hard for that spot. And if I had to pick one, I'd probably say Detroit. Maybe Ottawa can do as well. You know, bring in Drew and Debrinka helps. But mm-hmm. I just feel bad about about the goaltending situation in Detroit. Yeah, and uh, I think regardless, Tampa should absolutely be a top two team. Yes. Uh, I would not be shocked if Toronto takes the Atlantic just because they're a great regular season team. But when it comes to the playoffs, I mean, you don't really got to worry about that, right? <laughs> no, that's that's just the the ultimate choke job in professional sports is Toronto in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think that we could see a first round matchup in the playoffs of Tampa, Florida, because uh, if Boston does start slow without their two top players, um, Florida could be that number three team. Uh, so I think a Florida matchup would be a lot of fun. We saw it last year. It went really well for us last year. Yes, it did. I wouldn't mind seeing that again. Yeah, I think, I think we know how that story goes, and I think we know how it will go if we see it again. So I'm all for it. Exactly. All right, well, let's talk about what to think or what we'll see for some of our top players. Obviously, Nikita Kucherov, Victor Hedman, Steven Stamkos, all absolute studs. What are we projecting with these guys are, are they going to be top of the league yet again when it comes to point production are we going to see any dips because we do know that we lost some players in the offseason Andre Palat was a big producer for us so what are we going to see from some of these top guys so uh, obviously the 
biggest factor here on offense is Nikita Kucherov, arguably the league's best right winger. Um, definitely a top 10 player in the league at the absolute worst. Last year, he's playing at about a 1.47 points per game pace. Um, the, you know, 69 points in 47 games. Over 82 game pace, that's 120 points. I fully expect him to be safely in the 100-point category as long as he stays healthy. Um, obviously, we've seen these last couple of years he struggled. So I, I would see him you know, at least hitting 100 points. Stamkos probably, you know, slows down from the 106 he had last year. I, I can't really see how he does that again. Maybe if, if him and Kucherov get a lot of power put time together, together and they both stay healthy, it's possible. But I, I would expect, you know, a little bit of regression from Stamkos, then some um, improvements from Kucherov. Um, I think we'll probably see Kaloran regress from last year. You know, his 50, 59 points or 82 games, I don't see that happening. Um, brain point, I, I'm ready for his his point per game season coming up this year. I really do feel like this is going to be happening. And then I think we're going to see a good start from, you know, McAllister Gotchev to help kind of Victor Hedman fill in those those minutes that are really going to be played now that the decor is kind of thinned out a little bit. I, I really expect some big jumps from a couple of these guys. I mean, Kudrov isn't much of a jump, just kind of getting right back on track. But I don't see a ton of regression, and I, I do see some potential jumps. So I think this team will be at worst what we were last season. Yeah, and a big issue for this team last year was just being able to stay healthy. And you know, there's not really anything you can do about that. It's just kind of luck of the draw as Nikita Kucherov only 47 games last year. Braden Point only 66 in the regular season. When we know he missed a lot of time in the playoffs, which definitely hurt our chances at the Cup. But if these guys can stay healthy, this should yet again be a top five scoring uh, forward group as well as, you know, Victor Hedman, Mikhail Sergacha backing them up as well. I'm really hoping Cal Foot can come up and do stuff, but, you know, we'll have to see what happens. And then when we look at goalies, I mean, we still have the best goalie in the league. Yeah, no no, no reason for concern when, when it comes to the goaltenders. You, you can, you know, say, oh, you know, are, are we doing good in the backup department? Well, I, I really don't think that that's much of a concern either because, I mean, honestly, last year, Brian Elliott pre- played pretty well. He didn't play too many big-name opponents, but when he did go in, he, you know, he got the job done. I, like he, he had a pretty good save percentage. He hit a 912 with, with two, four, three goals against. That's everything you ask for. I mean, it, it, he did the perfect job, and I think we're getting the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chase, let's talk about a possible breakout candidate. I mentioned Cal Foote on how this is a guy I really hope to come up and really take that next step. You think he could be a possible one, or are you looking at another guy? So Cal Foot's definitely the top of my list when it comes to breakout players. I think he's got a really good opportunity where he's going to be kind of given you know a little bit of, of a of more a little more like room on his leash or like whatever the hell the, I don't know what the hell the term is, but you you know what I'm trying to say. He's going to have a little more slack. room to kind of yeah yeah. There we go, a little more slack on that leash. Here we go. Look at you. Um, but I, I think he's I think he's going to you know get a real opportunity to play some top four minutes, and I do expect some nice things at some points last year. He looked like a nice serviceable potentially top four guy at some points he looked like okay maybe he shouldn't be seeing the ice i think now that he's a bit older um you know he he is and what it's got to be his like this fourth season of pro hockey if I'm not mistaken as a 98 born birth year um he's he's definitely got a good opportunity in front of him so he is my favorite option but another name that i you know i do want to mention i think that we're gonna see you know kind of brandon hagel bounce back to what he was with Maybe not quite what he was with Chicago, but I think we're going to see him play better than he did with Tampa down the stretch because he really kind of struggled bringing offense. I think he's going to do a better job doing that this year. Yeah, Brandon Hagel, he kind of had a little bit of a breakout in Chicago, but when it came to him playing in Tampa, really struggled, really didn't find his groove over here, hoping that with more time playing uh, with the top six forwards, he can really get in a groove and get it going. So 
Uh, those two names definitely worth looking out for. And then Hayden Flurry is a guy for me that I've always liked since he's uh, been drafted. Obviously, things haven't really worked out for him so far, and he's not really going to be an every everyday defenseman for us, but it's a guy who's going to be able to see some time if there's injuries and stuff. So uh, this is also a guy I'm interested to see if you know he gets into the lineup what he can do. Could he be the guy that kind of shows some flashes that we thought he had just a couple years ago? Yeah, I mean, he's really in an interesting spot here. It should be a good opportunity to at least earn a spot. Is he going to necessarily get it? I don't know. Um, they might, you know, give the benefit of the doubt to, to the Ian Coles of the world. But I would assume he's going to at least see some games early on. And at points in his entry career, he's looked like a very serviceable guy, but he's definitely underwhelmed compared to his draft position. I think Tampa's a good spot for him to possibly bounce back. He can play a little more of his game, not have to worry about um, trying to really ex- ex- step out of his boundaries and, and you know get out of the comfort zone a little bit. He can just worry about doing what he does best, but just being a nice, reliable defenseman, not provide too much offense, you know, have a good first pass, but you know, really help prevent goals at the end of the day. I think that's what he's going to bring to this Tampa Bay Lightning team pretty well. It all just depends, you know, who he's matched up with, like who, who his D partner is, and how well they're they're going to mix together. Absolutely, biggest key for Tampa this year, health. That is what we want to yeah. see out of these guys. We want to make Absolutely. sure they're healthy and ready to go. Uh, let's go off topic of Tampa real quick. The Florida Panthers won the President's Trophy last year. The Colorado Avalanche were right there in points, right under the uh, Florida Panthers, and we know they went on to win the Stanley Cup. What do you expect to see out of the President's Trophy winner this year? Who do you think is going to be able to take it home? I mean, it'd be silly of me not to say Colorado. Yeah, losing Nazim, the dream, Kadri hurts. He played really well last year. But there's still just so much going on the team. The goaltending probably improved. Kel McCarr is a year older. Nathan McKinnon's seems even hungrier. I mean, I, I think this team's going to come out and play pretty hot. Kind of like, um, you know, just, just kind of like, I, I, I kind of expect them to do almost kind of what Tampa did. Not necessarily guarantee they're going to win back-to-back cups, but you know, they're, they're going to start off a little hot, have, have some slumps because they did play a lot of hockey last year, but they're going to be right down near the top of the league again, really, really fighting for that cup yet again. Um, I can't imagine them not at worst, you know, being top two in their division. Um, so Colorado's my favorite, though, at, to, to win their presence. If they don't, um, Tampa, you know, they, they've got a good chance. And th- those are really my, my, you know, two of my three favorite teams. The other one I'd say is Toronto, but. I, I don't even know if I trust Toronto for their president's trophy. Any sort of award trophy they, they seem to choke at. Right. Just a sneak preview at what's to come on our full league breakdown that we'll be doing as the season continues to get closer. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of the commercial break, some news from around the league. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code THPN only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of fantasy football podcasts to get ready for the season, and it's been great. One reason it's been great to listen to, because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycons give you 8 hours of playtime and 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. The easy earbud tap functions and noise isolation for the gym are perfect. Raycons are my first wireless earbuds, and I would highly recommend them. Go to buyraycon.com THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com THPN. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings and Raycon, new sponsor. Thanks so much, Raycon, for uh, sponsoring the show, as well as DraftKings. If you have any sports betting needs with the NFL season right around the corner, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. Chase, what do you think? Brand new sponsor, Raycon. Uh, it's, it's great to see over here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, Raycon's obviously a, a very well-known brand, uh, you know, created by, by Ray J. It's a great speaker company, great, great headphone company. Uh, it's super cool. Uh, it's cool to be able to offer these promotions to our listeners. Hopefully you guys are taking advantage of them because, you know, it ends up being nice deals for very quality products uh, between Raycon. And then with DraftKings, you know, if, if you're you're an addict like me, if, of course, <laughs> when you first when you first sign up, it, it, it's just a great deal. Absolutely. Well, Chase, let's talk about two players getting – uh, new contracts, whether it be an extension or an actual contract because they're a free agent, that being JT Miller and Ryan Murray. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll save the big one for last. So um, we'll start off with the JT Miller contract extension. Seven years, um, $8 million a year, $56 million total contract. Not bad. Uh, it's, it's, it's a decent bit of coin, not going to lie. And it's putting him in the range where he's 34 or 36, you know, so somewhere in that range. And it's a long time to... Uh, you know, pay someone who's going to be aging, but it really says Vancouver's preparing for a win now window, which are they in that spot? I really don't know. I think there's, they're kind of like what Calgary had been for so many years, just that team in purgatory. That's what Buffalo, or not, it's not Buffalo, excuse me. It's what Vancouver kind of feels like to me at the moment, but they're saying that they're ready to do it. They're, they're committing to JT Miller. They, they want to get rolling. So it's, it's a good player to sign. They've got, you know, they still obviously have Elias Pedersen, Brock Besser, Quinn Hughes, Thatcher Demko, they've got all these guys in the fold still, so they've got a, you know enough pieces to really work with, but they still got to find one or two more guys to kind of take that next step if they really want to be a contender. Yeah, former Tampa Bay Lightning and one of the best, if not the best player for the Vancouver Canucks over the past couple of seasons. 99 points last year through 80 games. He definitely deserves the money, uh, not the length. That is where it gets a little bit risky. I agree with you. Sitting right now at 29 years old, so it'll definitely take him into his mid to late thirties. Yeah, and you know, it obviously would have been really nice if we still had JT Miller around. Um, you know, he was originally he came over here from the Rangers, as, you know, as part of that whole Ryan McDonough trade, ended up being a, just an absolute great deal in terms of value. But then, of course, we do have to move on um, in order to just just because things weren't really working out between JT Miller and, and Lightning. 
and he goes off and explodes. Um, you know, you, you got decent value back, but it, it probably would have been better if you had JT Miller these last couple of years to help with that cup run. But it is what it is. He moved on. We still got two cups, and we could have got it one more if he was still here, but he's not. Uh, good for Vancouver. Congrats on them. Congrats to them for being able to work this out. Absolutely. Let's not talk about Ryan Miller. Excuse me, not Ryan Miller. Ryan you wish Murray. It was Ryan Miller. I do. I do wish it was Ryan Miller. I had Vancouver on the mind. Uh, former Vancouver goalie there. And, of course, Michigan State Spartan. Love to see it out of the guy. But let's talk about Ryan Murray and his new contract. Yeah, it's a hefty one. One year, 750K. Uh, he does, yeah, signs with the Edmonton Oilers. He'll be a nice kind of depth guy for them. Didn't play for Colorado in the playoffs. Played a lot during the season um, once he was once he was there. But um, he should be seeing a decent opportunity to get some ice time for Edmonton. Um, not the strongest decor. There's some good tail on the top end, but it thins out kind of quickly. Um, even if he ends up just being like a depth guy, it's I still think this is a solid signing. Someone where if you do have an injury and needs to play a bigger role, you're not going to be too concerned because um, he shouldn't really cost you a lot. He's just really not going to bring you a whole lot either. He's just kind of a guy that can eat some minutes, mitigate risk, but not really necessarily help you win either. Just to, it, for that price, it, it's a good signing. Yeah, good price for the Oilers and also a great fit for Ryan Murray as he should be able to really see some play time and yeah. um, you know improve his stock. And what this really shows to me is, gosh, that 2012 draft class was absolutely brutal. Yeah, Yakupov being the number one player. Obviously, anyone who has been paying attention to hockey over the last decade, you know what's happened with him. Ryan Murray actually looked decent his first couple of years in Columbus, and then it's kind of fell apart for him. Alex Galchenyuk being third overall. Griffin Reinhardt was, was he five with Morgan Riley being four? Uh, the way around, the opposite. Yeah, okay. So, either way, the top five picks, only one of them looking like they're still a solid NHLer. So that's hey, tough. All I got to say is that there was one first round pick that worked out pretty well for a certain team. The team may or may not have been Tampa Lightning, and that player may or may not have been Andre Vasilevsky. What was that? Pick 29, was it? Or Pick 19, if I'm not mistaken. Pick 19, okay. Yep, ni- 19th overall, uh, Andre Vasilevsky. You know, there, there's a story on the athletic. I can't remember who wrote. I, I apologize, but it was talking about you know what, when he was at the draft. Apparently, he's a big drawer, and I think we talked about it on the show. But he um, ended up drawing a goalie helmet with Tampa Lightning logo on it before he got drafted. So that's where he wanted to go. So you know, it ended up being destiny and won two cups, and he's going to go win about nine more. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's now talk about the 2022 Women's World Champs, that being Canada. As uh, you know, this is always a two horse race. It comes to either Canada or U.S., and yet again, it was between those teams. This time, Canada coming on top. Yeah, and it's it's really not a surprise. You know, the U.S. women's team, they, they definitely do a good job. Um, Hillary Knight, I, don't, I still don't I don't remember if she broke the record, and I don't think she has, but she's she's uh, she's on, on her way to um, really setting and holding some very strong women's international hockey records. But Canada does come out on top. It's strong roster year in, year out. Uh, Marie Philippoulian is arguably the best women's player in the world right now, playing for Team Canada. But, you know, good for them. I, I honestly, I'm trying to think. I don't have anything pulled up right now, but I, I couldn't even tell you last time that it's been a real competition for anybody other than Canada or the USA for women's hockey. And it's definitely growing. It's definitely getting better. When you look at the women's tournaments, it, you know, when you watch them, the competition level is getting a lot um, closer. The, the gap's really narrowing, but it's just been so far and above um, the U.S. and Canada that have really dominated the scene for quite some time. I'm really looking forward to, you know, there, there's a good young wave 
of of European women that are coming up that should really help kind of pave the grounds for for these countries. So in, in a few years, women's hockey is going to be very competitive. It's not going to be just, oh, it's Canada or USA every single year, which I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be exciting. And uh, as the selfish American I am, I want to talk about Hillary Knight as two days ago, uh, she did indeed she did. Okay, I set remember. the point record um, in their win over Hungary. So great to see from her. Yeah, it, it, it's awesome. I mean, obviously she's you know the like best really women's hockey player of of my era in terms mm-hmm. of me watching hockey. Um, you know, like you know Haley Wickenheiser, someone that came in your honor. Like those two, obviously were very strong. Um, what the hell was the word? Um, but they, they were very strong in, in paving the way for, for women's hockey. But um, trailblazers that's the word i'm looking for but hillary knight has been awesome for team usa been awesome for the just women's hockey game in general and hats off to her i remember um kendall coin she ended up doing an interview somewhere saying that hillary knight's gonna break records that are or set records that are just pretty much untouchable for women's international hockey which would be pretty cool if she's you know becomes kind of like the wayne gretzky of women's hockey it'd be awesome absolutely and hillary knight has been the face of women's hockey for us here in the u.s and i gotta say she wears a great number too yeah that's the one thing you can't like about her (laughs) all right chase that's gonna do it for the show let's move to hockey name of the day now oh gleb we got old gleb we do got old gleb um kajamikin i don't know that's a hard kojamiakin kojamiakin gleb kojamiakin huh yeah you did it you did all right you did it you almost got there it is tough it is tough but our boy gleb he's a five foot nine 172 pound defenseman if you would, you know, if you guess where he's from, um, you know, it is Russia. I don't, I don't know if you. Oh, I thought it was America. Dang. Yeah, but um, he is a Russian defenseman. He's playing in the VHL this year. The VHL is pretty much the Russian AHL. Um, it's so it's it's a good level of hockey. It's a good good talent level, but still, you know, not someone that we're really going to expect to see in the NHL scene. Um, you know, has some KHL games in the past. Maybe we can see him there again down the road. Um, he doesn't really score a whole lot at this level, so most likely not. But who knows? Maybe it's a name that we see at some random international tournament down the road one day. Yeah, and the first thing I thought about, and Chase, you talked about how, you know, your addiction with gambling, my addiction with Smite, the video game, uh, one of the characters in there is is Geb. So I thought, oh, Gleb, ah. you know, right there. I was thinking maybe he looks like him, even though Geb's a giant mountain. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. But uh, <laughs> regardless, you know, good name there. But that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, if you could, hit him with an I got to say, that was hard. Doing episode one, season four alone, doing the outro, that was the hardest part. I see how sucks. You, I see how you have your, your mistakes here and there. Dude, it's, it's, not it's, it's a mouthful. Yeah. It's a mouthful. I enjoy everything, and then we get to the to the end, and it's just like, oh, really? I got to do this again? <laughs> but do want to thank you guys for, for coming out, checking out the podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, that's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet, that's at HockeyPodNet. Why would it go follow WNP on Twitter, WNP Sports Pod, that's WNP Sports Pod. Make sure the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com, you can find all the podcasts network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, if you rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns, we really appreciate it. Wherever you uh, do, do not forget to check out DraftKings. Do not forget to check out Raycon. You know, shout out to them. Um, you know, go support them. And thanks for coming out. Absolutely. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.